Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. is a bad mother. We're just talking about Lincoln. Good morning, Cincinnati. Welcome to 1230 WDBZ. We are the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. It's the Lincoln Wear Show till 1 o'clock this afternoon. It's Monday all over again. And yes, it's going to be a great week for weather. The humidity is pretty much gone, and yeah, had a great walk on Saturday for those who showed up. If it's ra- look, if you live on the other side of town and it's raining, it's not necessarily raining at Winton Woods. Yeah, be, people kill me if there's a cloud in the sky. Oh, I can't walk today. Look like it's gonna rain. It's probably rain. It's raining here, so I know it's raining over there. No, we didn't get any rain. I got there around eight o'clock. It was no rain. From the time we start start walking to the time we finished. No rain. People call, should I come? I don't want to drive that far and it's raining. Like I say, check the weather. They give you an hour by hour uh, a time lapse over where the storms will be at what time. And it was cleared out by 730 over there by Winton Woods if you watch the weather. Yes. So uh, there you go. There you go. It didn't rain. We had a great walk. Oh, don't forget to check out Cincy Lifestyles on Channel 9 right now because they're going to have a little thing on me and the uh, nomination for the Marconi. Uh, Cincy Lifestyles with uh, my good friend Michelle Hopkins, Pete uh, Scalia, and uh, check them out right now. Because I think they're going to do it in the first maybe five or ten minutes. Yeah. Can we? Yeah. Can I don't know. I think, I'm sure they won't mind us uh, giving them a little promo there. Uh, when they hit my thing, bring them. Uh, do you have Channel 9 over there? Do you even have the remote over there? I see two remotes over here. You may not even be able to switch to 9 over there. So anyway. Oh, it's okay. See if you can go to 9 and... Uh, when they talk about me, bring it up. Yes. Uh, we know the people at Nine, and they would love for us to promote Cincy Lifestyle. That's a pretty good show. It's a lot of stuff goes on in Cincinnati that you really don't know about unless you watch that show. You really don't know about it unless you watch that show. 
So I'll let you know when it hits, and uh, you can bring it up over there uh, if you can, Raven. Um, a sports radio host from uh, iHeart, uh, I think this was uh, in D.C. He was fired after he made a comment about a TV female reporter. He called her Barbie. Yes, he called her Barbie. And see, they had kicked that guy out of the training camp, and he was at Sour Grapes And because this other reporter had been, she's been a reporter for 17 years. And he calls her tight because she's Barbie. Okay. I mean, she did kind of resemble Barbie, but she's a good reporter, and he had Sour Grapes. Simple as that. He was jealous. That's how they do. When they're jealous, they start name-calling. And he's been fired. He's been fired. So there you have it. He was fired. Uh, Man, you always, uh, what's the name of that uh, little club up there on Northland Boulevard? It's called the Boulevard. Are they doing it now? I can't hear. Are you listening in queue over there? I can't tell what they're doing. I hope you're listening in queue. Yep, channel Okay. 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 I'm just just checking on you because you know you you can be a little, you cannot you don't hear me when I say stuff <laughs> all the time. Ain't nobody talking about you. <laughs> you know when I say stuff, you like oh I didn't hear you. Five minutes later, uh, father of four found shot inside his crash car. He left a, a friend's wedding, went to the boulevard to watch the fight, left the fight, had a wreck, and then they found out he had been shot. Yeah, DeAndre Rogers. And they're trying to backtrack to see what happened from the time he left the boulevard to the time he got on Northland Boulevard to the time he crashed. I'm like, what's up? This is great. They've had some other shootings at that boulevard place. Man, what's going on in that place? All right, uh, another shooting over the weekend, Sunday morning. Guy shot in the leg in Camp Washington. Normally, that's an area you don't hear about a whole lot of shootings going on. Hopple Street, Corain, but uh, he was shot in the leg. I mean, every we can't get through a weekend without somebody getting shot. We just can't do it. Can't do it. Well, the... Students said bye to the staff and teachers at St. Joseph over the weekend. And it's just sad that they're closing down when I really don't think that they have to. (laughs) I think the uh, Catholics are pulling a fast one. Pulling a fast one. But anyway, I'm going to have the uh, president of the St. Joe Parish, uh, the parish council, on the show, on the TV show. Uh, We'll talk to her on Wednesday. Yeah, to give us the full rundown. And I don't know, they may be able to get it open back up, but I kind of doubt it. Kind of doubt it. I think that is the end they say they need two and a half million dollars worth of repairs. And I just don't know if that's going to happen. 
Did you hear about the Frisco, Texas Police Department? This family taking one of their kids to a basketball tournament. They pull out of a hotel. A cop runs their license plate. And I'm almost, you know, I don't know whether they're black or white. I'm going to pretty much guess that it's a black family. I'm going to, I'm just guessing. Basketball tournament. I'm guessing black family. Uh, They're from Little Rock, Little Rock, Arkansas. They headed to a basketball tournament in Grapevine, Texas. Uh, was mistakenly pulled over in a high-risk stop after a Frisco officer ran the car's plates as being from Arizona instead of being from Arkansas. And then the police thought it was stolen, according to the body camera video and information released by police. The police saw a black Dodge Charger and an out-of-state license plate leave the hotel, ran a check on the vehicle's license plate, according to news release. When entering the information, the officer mistakenly entered the plate as being from Arizona instead of Arkansas, causing an incorrect registration return and leading the officers to believe that the vehicle was possibly stolen. Officer then initiated a high-risk traffic stop on the Dallas North Tollway and waited for backup officers to arrive. They closed the southbound lanes of the tollway and conducted the high-risk stop, which the department said is standard procedure for stolen vehicles. Body camera video from two officers released by the department on Friday shows the mother who was driving and her sixth-grade son who was in the back seat being ordered out of the vehicle. Slowly exit the vehicle. Face away from us. Turn around. Do not face us, says one of the officers. As he has a gun drawn drawn, uh, on the car, everybody in the car, hands outside the window. Driver, slowly lift up your, your shirt. Only for us to see your waistband slowly spin around. Wanted to make sure she didn't have any guns in the waistband. If you reach in your car, you may get shot. So be careful. Do not reach in the car. Can you imagine? They're probably shaking in their boots. The officer shouts once they have been told by the other driver uh, that the license, the, the other driver, the father, said, uh, I have a licensed handgun locked in the glove compartment. Boy, they really, oh boy, it's, yeah, they, they're really going now. The blood is really circulating now. Police say the incident of the review is underway. We made a mistake. We made a mistake, the police chief said. Our department will not hide from mistakes. Instead, we'll learn from them. The officer involved accepted responsibility for what happened which um, speaks to the integrity of this department. He says, I've spoken with the family. I empathize with them and completely understand why they're upset. Body cam video shows that the officer who initiated the stop, taking the mother aside and questioning her about the car's tags. 
The woman tells the officer that the children in the back of the car are her son and nephew. Meanwhile, body camera video shows the driver's husband talking to a second officer saying, listen, sir, this is my wife's car. We're just in a basketball tournament. You know, they don't they don't want to listen to anything you have to say at that point. I mean, I'm a basketball coach. Look, look at this, bro. He continues as his son can be heard crying. I got a concealed carry. Y'all put put a gun on my son for no reason. Frisco police sergeant then arrived. The officers realized the mistake had been made. One officer explains that it was an honest mistake. This is a terrible experience, responds the father. You all got to do your job, but we're all legit, he said. Yeah, y'all got to do your job, but hey, we're legit here. You act like we're criminals. And man, even the father uh, broke down and started crying. Yeah, I mean, you see the, the cops put guns on your son, your wife, and all this because the guy entered the license plate wrong. And they do all this stuff, traumatize this family that's just going to a basketball tournament. And, yeah, they should file some kind of lawsuit against them. Yeah, you made a mistake, but, hey, look what you did. The Fulton County, Georgia, D.A., says his work is done in the Trump probe and they're ready to go. They're ready to go with the indictments. Oh, here we go. Right here. They're doing it now. Can you bring him up? I guess she can. <laughs> done for the community and for Cincinnati. I don't feel it. Maybe, you know, other people see it and you don't, you know, that happens a lot. You don't think you're doing stuff, right. but maybe you are. And it disappeared. We're going to completely okay. transform this shower okay. from this to this in just okay. one day. You can Let's cut see that how. Off. That's okay. All right. We missed it. Okay. Anyway, maybe that was just a preview. I'm not sure. All right. It went to commercial. Okay. And maybe they'll come back with it. Uh, Cardi B. Oh, boy. Now, that's, I love Cardi B. I love her. You know how these fans now are starting to throw stuff at people? throw items, phones, and all kind of stuff at performers at these concerts now. They're throwing stuff at them. Cardi B doing a concert. Some guy threw a drink on stage. It wasn't no guy. That was a girl. Was it a girl? That was a female holding that cup. And threw the drink on her, and she threw the mic, bam, and hit the person. And then security quickly escorted them away. And the thing about it, though, when she threw the mic, her, she was still singing the voice, so she was ad lib. She was well. Know, usually, when they do doing performances these yeah. days, they have a track playing in the background. So she was just performing over the track. Yeah, but see, they they're supposed to just have the music. It's supposed to be their voices. They're doing the whole thing. They're not even, you know, they're just lip syncing for the most part. I mean, yeah, that's how a lot come of these on. performances go. You know, days. this is crazy. You know, come on, you got to at least sing. Natural. But she's not a singer. She's a rapper. Yeah, well, rap natural. She threw the mic and she was still rapping. You can hear the rap going in. I'm like, come on. Come on. You know, that's crazy. But anyway, she threw that mic. Boom. And I don't blame. Maybe this will stop some of these idiots from getting out there throwing stuff at these performers. 
I think that we are about to look at a we're about to come into a time where performers are going to stop doing live performances and it's going to be a whole lot of holograms and AI oh, on stage cuz they're yeah. getting sick of that stuff. Yeah. She's not the only celebrity who has been getting like you said oh. getting stuff tossed yeah. at her. Yeah. Uh the, what, what was the one girl Bibi Rexa? She's a very popular pop star. Oh, there she goes. She's back. It's simple, just the word cotton and an image of a cotton ball. But that image oh. is now iconic for shoppers oh, okay. to know clothing, home no, textiles and personal care products are made of cotton and Kip Kitchen, senior vice president of consumer marketing at cotton incorporated joins me now to talk about cotton's true okay all right I believe you have a you told me to go to turn it up but then I told you five times to cut it off you didn't hear me when I was saying I didn't oh my god oh headphones you got to use headphones. It, but it wasn't a headphones issue. It was a mic issue. It would have If you had your headphones plugged in, you would have heard me. I would not have, Blanky, because it was a mic issue. <laughs> okay. But anyways, like I was saying, a yeah. lot of different celebrities have been getting stuff tossed at them. And so I think they gonna, they're going to get sick of doing live performances. Um, yeah. Yeah. Somebody's going to get hurt. see a hurt. whole lot of holograms. And Somebody's stuff. really going to get. I mean, that one guy that got hit with the cell phone, that one girl that got hit with the cell phone in the eye. Yeah. Man, she could have had her eye put out. There was another girl who got um did that's what I was talking about BB Rexa she got hit with a cell phone yeah. somebody else got hit with a water bottle somebody else got hit with something else like they I don't know why you go to a show and to see somebody you pay your money for the ticket and then you just throwing stuff yeah unbelievable unbelievable it's crazy crazy I don't know why where they get this crazy why they think that's okay to throw stuff. At the artist. I just don't understand. Uh, Donald Trump, this guy, I've never heard in the history, as long as I've been alive, of a guy calling, a person who's running for office, calling the president a son of a bitch. I've never heard. Can you say that on air? I can say it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm referencing a news story. I'm okay. not calling anybody that. Okay. I'm referencing a news story. Hold on. Okay. Now, I'm going to let you hear what he said about Joe Biden. This is un- unheard of of a presidential candidate to say this about the president. They know what they're doing. We have, they're at the top of their game. We have somebody that's not at the top of his game, never was at the top of a game. Never was. We have a guy who's a dumb son of a bitch, and to allow this to happen. Yeah, yeah. and they cheered him on after he said that. They cheered him on. They cheered him on. And then they booed the guy that said, it's a mistake to vote for Trump because of all the troubles he, he's in. They booed the guy. These people have lost their minds. Trump loses again uh, his defamation lawsuit against CNN because they called him the big lie. He said they made him look like uh, he was Hitler and he filed a lawsuit. So they by saying the big lie, they said that was comparing him to Adolf Hitler. That's what Trump's people said. And he was seeking uh, damages of four hundred and seventy five million dollars. He filed a federal lawsuit 
and the judge threw it out. Threw it out. Unbelievable. This guy is bad news for the Republicans, and they just don't see it. Oh, I need to take a break, and then we'll come back. We've got a lot more to cover uh, this morning, Monday. And uh, Mega, uh, is it Mega? Yeah, Mega Millions tomorrow. One point, is it two billion? Two billion, three billion. When you get up that high, does it really matter? $1.2 billion on the line on Mega Millions tomorrow. Everybody's going to be out buying tickets. Now, people who never buy tickets, when it gets up to a billion dollars, they buy tickets. And what I'm saying is, when it's $50 million, I feel that I mean, I'm okay with buying a $50 million ticket. You know what I mean? Why people wait till it's a billion to buy tickets? I guess $50 million is not enough for them. It's not enough for them to spend a couple of dollars to win $50 billion. It's not. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll come back. The Lincoln Ware Show, 1230, The Buzz. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, and uh, want to say congratulations to this week's citizen of the week from twelve thirty, the Buzz and Lincoln Ware, Vernon Jackson, who is a barber who cuts hair for kids who who are has some issues, special needs kids. And he cuts their hair once a month. He does hair for kids like that. Cut their hair absolutely free. Yeah. Noble Beauty. Noble noble Barber and Beauty. I think he's over there on Highland Avenue. In Coryville. But uh, Vernon Jackson, congratulations to you. And for what you do for kids with special needs. Cutting their hair. Uh, Cut those kids hair once a month for free. And I think that's great. That is outstanding. And we need more people like you in the community. Yes, Vernon Jackson. If you know him, give him a call and uh, uh, congratulate him. Yeah, tell him he is the 1230 The Buzz Citizen of the Week. All right. Let's move along. 749-1230-513 is the area code. Lincoln, we're with you. And let's go downtown to the Crime Stopper headquarters and check in with my good friend Lisa Baker, who tried to keep up with me on Saturday, but she just didn't have the juice. Just didn't have the juice. How you doing? Lincoln, be clear. It was <laughs> raining like an hour before we were due to report. I was in bed thinking it's raining. I'm extra tired. I'm texting Lincoln like, hey, Lincoln. Is this thing canceled today? Lincoln didn't answer. I had to go to Sharon. Sharon, are we walking today? Y'all like, we're here. And that means we're walking. Hey, come on over. We're walking. And we got there and and the rain held up. It was not rain. I know it never did rain over there. It never did rain. (laughs) It stopped raining and it was clear. But still, nonetheless, it was very humid. Yes, it was. It was. But but we, we performed. But, yeah, I was sweating pretty good when I got back. I had to just pour water over my head. It was uh, I was really sweating. It was it was hot. It was humid. It was hot. 
but I felt like I burnt plenty of calories. Yes, yes, yes. Burnt calories. Lincoln, um, Thursday, so I want to talk about two homicides. The first one was Thursday on the 27th, about 9.44 p.m., District 3 officers dispatched to what? A shot spotter alert. And several 911 calls reporting a person shot in the 3100 block of McHenry. When the officers got there, they located the 30-year-old victim. Hamilton County Coroner's Office has identified the victim as Louis Sadoka. That is being investigated by our homicide unit. They're requesting anyone who has any information to give them a call. 513-352-3040. Give us a call here at Crime Stoppers where you'll get a code number and that will be used as your name. The information is sent to our homicide detectives. If that information leads to the identity of a suspect and or an arrest, you get $2,500. Simple. The other homicide is uh, Springfield Police. Their Springdale Police, they're requesting information they had uh, what started off was an accident, a single vehicle car accident mm-hmm. at West Kemper. And when they got there and they got the uh, person to the hospital, they realized this person was actually shot. The person was identified as 46-year-old DeAndre Rogers. And, again, Springdale Police, they are looking for anyone who has information on maybe where Mr. Rogers were, the hours on Saturday, uh, leading up to the accident and the arrest, to give us a call, 513-352-3040. Again, the victim, 46-year-old DeAndre Rogers. All right. Yeah, they don't, They said he went to, to the boulevard to a fight, to watch the fight. Then when he left there, that's when he had to crash. And I don't even think they knew he was shot until he got to the hospital, did they? Mm-mm. That's, uh, that's yeah. how it reads. It yeah. reads that they got him onto the hospital, and then they realized that, Hey, they discovered he'd been suffering. He was suffering from a gunshot Jeez. wound. Man. All right. I think they're going to look at the cameras and see if they can trace what happened. So we'll see. We'll see. Thanks, Lincoln. All right. We'll talk to you. All right. Uh, that's Lisa Baker, Crime Stoppers, 749-1230-513 is the area code. If you got a tip, you can call 352-3040, night or day. And remember, that's cash clues let's take a break we'll come back lincoln where 12 30 the buzz Twelve thirty, wdbz the buzz of cincinnati your talk station the lincoln where show till one o'clock this afternoon all right let's go to uh rod rod how are you Hey, hey, Lincoln, how you doing? Can you hear me real good? I hear you loud and clear, Rod. <laughs> okay, let me check you out. Speak to you. First of all, I'd say, you know my cousin, Mike Bauer, right? Michael yes. Bauer? Yes, I know him. Yes. You know him real well. Yeah, he yes. told me to tell you that he agrees with me. <laughs> of course, on the issue, he's, he's on your the cousin. Issue that me and you was arguing about. <laughs> he's your cousin. Yeah. Of course he's going to agree with you. <laughs> yeah. <he's, laughs> both of you are wrong. Well, both of you are wrong then. How about that? <laughs> Okay, now I got some. I'm gonna I'm gonna back up what I said though. Check this out. Now I want to talk to you about an agency, an agency called the National Institute of Health. It is the primary federal agency for conducting and supporting medical research. Okay, you follow me? Yes. Okay. According to the NIH, girls reach puberty at age eight. Boys reach puberty at age nine. 
Now, this organization, they give gender-affirming health care. But gender surgery is allowed on any child who shows signs of puberty. So girls at eight, boys at nine, they make a perfect candidate for a sex change. Okay? Now, this is, uh, this is, this is a true thing. Now, suppose that child shows earlier, uh, at an earlier age, showing signs of puberty, like age six or seven. Oh. That means that they are a candidate for a sex change. Oh. The National Institute of Health has this in their, in their clause. No, they don't. You are making this love. Right now, I, it's, it's you know, I'm just saying, okay. wait, wait, well, let me just ask you this question. Okay. Yeah. The, let the parents and the doctors worry about all this. Why are you so worried about this stuff? And it, you don't have uh, you don't have the you're not the parent of these kids that you're talking about. Let the parents that, and the doctors. Why do I have to be a parent? Why let, can't I just talk because, about? It? Why can't I just you know why, why do you have to be a parent? Because they're not your kids. It's their kids and their doctors. Let them work that out. Okay, so you 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 you're talking like. I'm trying to tell somebody what yes, to do. That's yes, not what you I'm are. doing. Yes, you what are. I ju- what, what I just did was give you facts on information. In other words, I'm telling you something that some people may not know. Okay? In other words, if a child shows any type of signs of puberty, okay, and quote-unquote mentally stable, whatever that means, this child has to be mentally When these children are not, are not even old enough to make decisions to do anything else in life, okay, nothing at all. But I'm not even sure if the parents, if, if 100% of the time, I'm not even sure if the parents are even involved. They're okay, in, just, see, you listen, you're buying, you're buying all this hype again. You're buying into these commercials you're hearing about they might do it without the parents' consent. Even, you know, come on. You know, nothing like that is going to happen without the parents knowing. Just, just like they told you that they weren't going to stop you for not wearing a seatbelt. Okay, come on, man. Get real. Nobody ever said we're not going to stop you. For they, they finally made a law, a law that they could stop you for not wearing a seatbelt, but they could not stop you for, for not wearing a seatbelt unless you committed. They couldn't charge you for not wearing a seatbelt unless you did something else, and they walked up on you. You weren't wearing your seatbelt. Okay, but that still does not change the fact oh that in their clause, they oh stated in their clause that any signs of puberty. They didn't say they didn't say an age. They didn't say except for this age and that age. And then Raven had the nerve to give an example of a twelve-year-old child who had just sex change. I mean, that's still that's still a minor. That child is a minor. That's a minor baby. Uh, They don't you think that's pretty morbid, Lincoln? No, morbid. I don't know. You know, I don't know this twelve-year-old. I'd have to. Uh, observe right. the twelve-year-old for my, to see if she really, was, if it was a boy, to see if he really identified as a girl. And there's no way you were going to change that. You know, make Raven, him go back to Raven being a boy. Out this nonsense on her on her boring Saturday morning show. She gonna spread this nonsense about you know she's a cis woman and all this. Why can't you? <laughs> why can't you just be a woman? What the hell is a cis woman? Whatever I want to call myself, right? <laughs> That's why. I mean, you you spreading a lot of. You spread a lot of nonsense over the airwaves, and you know what? You're the most immature talk show in the nation. All right, I got to go. Thanks for your call. Unbelievable. Uh, I don't know why Rod is so obsessed with this gender 
change and all this stuff that's going on. And they're not his kid. You know, I can see if you had a kid that was going through something and you didn't know what to do, you didn't know which way to go, unless he got somebody in his family. I'll have to check with Mike Ballard since they're cousins. Did I ever somebody to tell me that I'd be spewing nonsense over the airwaves <laughs> after just spewing nonsense <laughs> over the airwaves? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to check with Mike Ballard. And that, Mike, anybody in your family, since you're cousins with Rod, that uh, might be getting ready to do a sex change because he's so obsessed with this. Let these parents handle their kids the way they want to. Keep You just like Republicans, Rod. Stay out of people's bedrooms. Stay out of their business. Let them do, let them handle their own children. That's the problem with Republicans. Line four. That's the problem with Republicans. They're always, they're always just in somebody's business. All right, let's go to, did I take my 30 break? I took my 30 break, yes. Let's go to Twin. Twin, how are you? I guess the shoe fits you wear. You're a Republican too, right? No. Oh, my God. Will y'all ever let stuff go? Hey, let Do y'all go. ever let it's stuff like go? This was G, back in the 90s. Gangster. This what was up? in the I 90s. Let it go. This Stop. was in the 90s, okay? It's just like the, the track meet that I, I chose to run in instead of the city in. Will y'all let stuff go? Can't let it go. <laughs> hey, Lee, y'all know what's up with Rob, man disrespectful kind of guy. Yes. Yeah, hey, how was uh, your free throw? Did you win? Oh, yeah, I won. I beat Cecil Thomas. I forgot to mention that. I, uh, yeah, I'll oh, mention did? that in a minute. I'll mention that in a minute. And yeah, uh, Landis Timmons did a great job over the weekend. He had the party Friday night over at the Friars Club. Then he had the uh, uh, the alumni basketball games over at Woodward High School on Saturday. And uh, I think Woodward lost to withdraw. They were losing when I left. I didn't see any way uh, that um, they were going to I didn't see any way that they were going to come back and, and win that one. So I think Woodward lost. I yeah, think they man. did. But I, beat, but I beat Withrow. Cecil Thomas was representing Withrow and Woodward beat Withrow in the free throw contest. Oh, okay. What, you went to Woodward or something? Yes, yes. Woodward. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a shame, man. Good thing them people didn't get shot up there in uh what was that? Arkansas, whatever you said yes. earlier. Yeah. Some people it was it'd have been tragedy for that little kid and everything, traumatized for life if it really yeah. went down like that. And that's what I'm talking about, man. You go run a license place, you better run it correct. Right I know, I know, man. and put in the right information, and you traumatize this family and they weren't doing anything but going to a basketball tournament. You know, they want to ride behind you and everything all yeah. day. That's the, that's the police doing, man. want to ride look, behind you. I, I don't know if people, they were man. black, but you know those Dodge Chargers. That, oh, they that, black. Yeah, man. you know, well, Dodge Chargers. They were black. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, up there, especially Great Van, Arkansas, and all through there. Yeah. Little Rock, yeah. and them people races down there, man. Yeah. Hey, uh, Cardi B, she did her thing. She touched down on old shorty, yeah. man. Yeah, Man, these, these, these. You could even though they lip sing half of the time, about eighty five percent of the, any concert you yeah. go to, and everything they lip singing and everything, yeah, and and all that. But 
they was wrong. They they want to charge the stage, jump on stage, and all that, harass the artists and everything. And then when they go upside their head, they want to sue and yes. all that. No, you being disrespectful, man. Yeah, sit your butt down. You paid your money. Let me perform for it, man. Let me go. Throwing wood on the girl and everything. And then after she did it, Cardi B like, I got you. After she connected with it, she started yeah. dancing. Oh, yeah. so. <laughs> hey, but Cardi B was fight, up there lip syncing her, her music, you know, doing a track. And, you know, she <laughs> threw the mic and you could hear Cardi B still singing. <laughs> yeah, so she threw that and five minutes later, here she comes dancing off her song and everything. I was like, she gangsta. Hey, Lincoln, you yeah. see the fight, man. Yes, 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 yes. He made that boy look like yes. Martin Lawrence. Yes, man. Vince looked like he, he was like he even at the interview he looked like he was in a daze. Man, looked like he was faded or something. Came to the house, something like this ain't Vince, man. He's like he faded, look like he took a like, gummy or something. I know man. it. He was and just then, like I don't know. He was just like he won. He won prepared, man. He yeah. was off track. He, I mean, you can tell. Yeah. A mental and physical that he wanted. He was scared something, of something. Something was man. going on. Something was going on with him. Yeah, then uh, they were saying, uh, what if you think Terrence Crawford and uh, Mayweather? I said, Mayweather ain't going to fight, no, man. Mayweather, no. I think he's scared. Because Mayweather keep going. I don't know if he's going over there promoting to get these yeah. foreigners to fight or something. But yeah. Mayweather's scared. That's why he don't want to jump in the ring with Canelo or uh, Pacquiao again. Because yeah. he know them two after him. But uh, it'll be a good fight, though, if... Uh, Crawford and uh, Mayweather come uh, fight each other. All, All right. right. Like, I ain't going to hold you up, man. Hey, Rod, thanks for your call. I mean, uh, uh, no Twin. Well, twin, I, I see the name. Okay. Uh, yeah, thanks for your call. I, the name is still up there. There's another caller on the line. I don't know who's on hold. Let's take a break. 1230, the bus. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, Lincoln Ware on a Monday. Yes, don't get. We need shoes. We need them. That's right. It's our second annual sneaker drive. 
Help us send a few kids back to school in style as we collect brand new shoe donations for back to school. We're collecting them all month. Uh, That's right. All month long. All you have to do is drop off new closed-toed shoes, sizes 10C to 7 Youth and up. That's right. And bring them here, 705 Central Avenue. Now, we've made arrangements. You can drop them off Monday through Friday between 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. It's like right now, you could drop the shoes off in the lobby, put them there, and you'll be good to go. All the way up until 6 o'clock this evening. And even on Saturdays, you can come by from noon to 3. Yes. On Saturdays. So we're making it very convenient for you to get those shoes in. And uh, we'll be round getting them all together. And at a date, I can't remember the date that we'll do it, but we will announce the date that we'll give them to the students. Uh, we'll be over at Woodward High School, and you'll be able to drive through that circle there and pick up those shoes and uh, keep it going. Yeah. All right. 749-1230-513 is the area code. Lincoln, we're with you. Let's go to uh, Cecil Thomas, who lost. He let Withrow High School down. He was there representing Withrow, and he let him down. He lost in the free throw contest. And, uh, I mean, I'm not bragging about how well I did shooting free throws. I was My balls went in and out, around the rim. They did everything but fall. But enough of my balls fell through the, 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 the nets to beat Cecil Thomas of Withrow High. So Woodward reigns as the free throw champion. Cecil Thomas, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> you know, I got to learn. If I ain't got the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. I wanted, here's what I did. This was my plan. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I knew my team was going to destroy your team on the court. <laughs> yeah. And I knew we only needed six players to do it. <laughs> yeah, y'all were kind of light. Yeah. You didn't have as many men as uh, Woodward had, but you still managed to win that game. They did win, right? Yeah, they won. Yeah. I think they beat by 10 somewhere, yeah. somewhere in there. But my boys were going to be tough. And I said, let me. I don't want Woodward to go home when, with the total agony of defeat. So I said, I'll just yeah. play around with Lincoln on the free throw line, and and just let him win, so they'll have something to brag about. So I, oh, I yeah, right, in. right, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we did that before the game was over. <laughs> <laughs> You know, before the pandemic, they were having large crowds come out. Then they had to shut down for the pandemic. And then this is their first year back. So they got to get the crowds back, you know, 
Uh, hopefully yeah. next year it'll be larger and then larger and they'll, you know, it'll be back to where it was. Well, I think it will, you know. Uh, and, you know, one of the things I thought about after watching all of what was, you know, the events and stuff, and I, I, I'm so sick and tired of hearing our public schools uh, withdraw and Taft and all of them getting these, uh, uh, these low grades from the state and all that stuff. You know, I said, I want to try to do something about that. You know, and, and if I can get uh, our alumni, our alumni from the various schools, start some type of uh, activity where we can go in and help mentor the kids and all of this stuff. Yes. Uh, you know, just help them with the math, help them with the English, all that, so that we can bring our schools up. Because you and I are products of those schools, and a whole lot of other folks are products of those schools, and they are doing great. They're doctors, lawyers, everybody. Yes. And, I, and so we got to stop the state. And I tell you, the state is purposely flooding our schools with with uh, uh, the, the private school money and charter schools. That, that money is going to those private schools and those charter schools, and it's flooding our communities with yeah. charter schools. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are, are going back. And once once they get it, they the kids end up having to go back to the public schools because some of the charter schools. That happens you know, a lot. The parents take them out of the public thinking, oh, this is going to be a great charter school. Put them in a charter school. They end up going back to public. Absolutely. And, and they're way behind is what they find out. You know, and so I'm a product of Withrow. I'm proud to be a graduate of Withrow. And I'm going to do something to try to gather us, all of the successful folks from the past, those of us in the age groups where we are, Lincoln, and the 50s and 60s and 40-year-olds, yeah. And see if we can get them back into the schools yes. to help these students. All right. One thing I okay, let me I will start preaching all day. All Good right, job. Cecil. But uh next year I'm gonna practice a little ahead of time. I have not touched the basketball since we had the Tracy Hunter uh event over at oh, the, yeah. over at the Hearst <laughs> Recreation Center. <laughs> well now, Lincoln, one real quick thing before I go. I I'm serious about my finger carpetano. A problem with my right hand. Mm-hmm. I had my left hand done, and it's excellent now. So for the men out there, if you got a finger on your right or left hand that 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 you think that locks up when you when you bend it, or you, you have trouble trying to bend it, that's carpal tunnel, and that you need surgery. You can't fix it by trying to put a splint on all that stuff. You got to get the surgery. Yeah. But once it's done, I'm telling you, man, it make a world of difference. And a lot of a lot of men are having that problem. All right. Uh, Cecil Thomas, thanks, and I thank you for coming out and participating on Saturday. All right, appreciate All right, we'll you. talk to you. And uh, he went down. Down goes Cecil. Down goes Cecil. Yes. my I, I will admit my free throw shot was not on point, but I, it was on point enough to beat Cecil Thomas. Too sweet. Hey, hold me over if we run out of time, buddy. You going to do that? Go ahead. I got time for you. Hey, look it up. Lightning rod, you talking to lightning rod sparked my call. <laughs> now, look, you remember when Mr. McBride named you Junior Flip? Mm-hmm. Well, working years yeah. ago on your talk show, you was against clitorectomies that was going on in Africa. The, those females know those things. Those, uh, you're talking about those uh, circumcisions. Yes. Yes. Were you against that back then? Mm-hmm. Yes, I was. Okay, so how are you justifying this butchery now in America? Those women didn't ask to be circumcised. They didn't ask for their uh, uh, clitoris to be cut, burned off by these men. They didn't but ask for that. their parents was making decisions for them, and they was minors, just like over here. 
Those, but you're saying it's okay. I, I don't know. No, I don't think it was. No, it wasn't the parents. On a, on a eight or nine year old at this point, when those kids, a lot of them changed their freaking mind. Like it, it wasn't the parents that were doing it. This was these military and these religious folks having that the done. The parents had to say so, Lincoln. No, they did. Yes, they did. Lincoln, do you know about a month and a half ago there was a documentary that AMC Theater was supposed to be showing on this very subject? People from the other side. And there was a group of people who were trying to inform people not to do this. And they're all kind of websites and praying groups that are fighting this stuff. Because they know kids making a, a serious life-changing decision is not normal, dude. Yeah. For somebody that age to be talking about a freaking sex change. Uh, I'm telling you. I don't think and these you don't parents... See none, would, would, if, would you do your daughter or granddaughter that way? No. No. Okay, so why you think it's cool but then, that, There might be a parent that would do it. I'm and, just and, saying, and, every and, parent can make their own decision. And you're saying, well, because they feel a certain way. You're going to trust the judgment of a freaking minor, a 9-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 14-year-old, about major surgery, a, a dude getting his woody whacked off? Well, Are look, you serious? If, if, that, if they're 13 years old... And they know that they're not a boy, and they want to be a girl. And How the hell they know that at thirteen? They just know it. They Link, know Link, it. What do you mean? Link, there was a dude. How did you know at thirteen that you like women? Didn't you know at thirteen that you like women? Look, there's a dude who wrote a book in 2018. He had the surgery. He's in his thirties now, and he's saying hell to the no. He shouldn't have did it. No, please. Because he said he wasn't mature enough to make that kind of decision. And you're saying these kids, these minors, are mature enough to make a life altering no, fucking decision. I'm not saying ter- let the decision be the mind. I'm saying let the decision be up to the parents. The parents are whacked out that they think this is cool. Right? The parents know their kids. The parents know their kids. Not if they're going on, well, my, my boy feels like but a what boy. I can't understand, my, my girl feels like a boy. What I can't understand... Let those families handle handle that well, themselves. Why y'all in there? You know, stay out of their bedroom. Lincoln, sometimes when it's not your kids, you still got to speak up against butchery, just like you did when it was going on in Africa. You spoke out against that, and that's what those religious zealots over it there. Don't matter, uh, you know, butchery, it don't matter. That's what that was. Kids, and now we okay in America butchering freaking kids. They didn't want those women to have any sexual feelings. All they wanted them to do was make babies, Lincoln, and, and it that it was it wrong. Ain't no and butchery is butchery. And I don't know why you don't get that, Junior Flip. Oh, my God. Thanks for your call, Okay. These cats, stay out of those bedrooms. Let those parents handle their situations. Don't you get involved in it. Let's take a break for news. 1230, The Buzz. WDBZ, the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. It's Lincoln Ware. It's on a 
Monday. It's a Monday starting off the week. Boy, what about those Cincinnati Reds? Man, Ellie De La Cruz. He shut those uh, Dodger fans up. Yeah. He shut them up big time. And I see, I didn't know he was born in L.A. He said, this is my city. I was born in L.A. But they were saying he was uh, overhyped, uh, uh, you know, not couldn't live up to the billing and they were overhyping him and he wasn't. I forgot what the exact words they were saying, but he showed them. I think he got like four hits out of five at bats. On Sunday, or was it Saturday? One of those days, I think it was Sunday. They lost Saturday. But they won Friday and Sunday, took the series from the Dodgers. When's the last time that has happened with the Cincinnati Reds? I'm sure they mentioned it Sunday somehow. But, I mean, gee, that doesn't happen often. Cincinnati beating L.A. out in L.A. We've always had a tough time on the West Coast. But uh, those Reds are burning it up, let me tell you. They play Chicago tonight. Play Chicago tonight. And, man, these rookies, and even Botto is coming through. It's probably be his last year as a Red. It may be his last year in baseball, period. I don't know. But I'm telling you, these Reds are hitting on all. And we got, we still got Hunter Green that's not playing. He's out. Still out with an injury. Wait till he comes back. All right, let's go to the Pharaoh. Pharaoh, how you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, Lincoln. You know, I listened to uh, Lisa Baker, where she was speaking about that uh, one dead person, 30 years old. Uh, she said, uh, Louis Sudoka. Yeah. The name is Sudoka Louis. Oh. That's named backwards. Oh, okay. It's uh, Lu- uh, Sudoka Louis. Okay, you so know him? I, no, I didn't know him. He's 30 years old. I didn't know him, but I knew his father, Sudoka, uh, 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 Sudoka Louis. When he was seven years old. Okay. Because uh, so that's my ex-wife's nephew. Okay. So I knew his father, Sudoka Lewis, when he was uh, like seven years old. So I didn't know his junior. I never knew his junior, but I knew his father when he was seven years old. When his father was seven years old. But thinking, I called about a couple of things. Yes. I was out, me and the wife, uh, was at a restaurant. Friday evening, uh, out in Forest Park, and these two women came in, and they sat down in the uh, booth across from us, and they were sitting there eating, and they were talking, you know, they were speaking their native language, two black women. And so, you know, I asked them, and uh, excuse myself, and asked them what country were they from, mm-hmm. and they said, they were from the Congo. Okay. 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 And they were speaking their language. 
But when they spoke to me, you know, they spoke English. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just felt so inadequate because, you know, what it reminded me of? What? I said, how good that white man, the number he did on us in terms of our language, how he robbed us of our native language where you can speak nothing else but his English. Well, no, no, that's not true. I mean, you can learn to trained. speak, just like they learn to speak English, I you can learn to speak their that. language. But I'm just saying our indigenous language, we would know automatically, just like they do. They can speak English, but among themselves, they speak their native tongue. It's just like the same. we don't know of our native tongue. What do they call, Pharaoh, what do they call a person that speaks uh, uh Three languages, trilingual. What do they call a person that speaks two languages? Bilingual. What do they call a person that only speaks one language? Americans. Continue. I'm not dealing with the part aspect in terms of you can't learn it. I didn't say that. You're getting off into something different. You can learn any language. But you say they robbed us of our language. They robbed us. They robbed us of our language, of our indigenous language. All we know is his language. When you get among your your people, you can't even speak your indigenous language. You can only speak the language that you were taught. Well, I mean, a lot of the slaves came from different tribes. They speak, a lot of them didn't speak the same language. Lincoln, who are you telling this to, Lincoln? <laughs> I'm telling it to you, because you act like you don't remember. Lincoln, I, what I'm saying, I know during the slave trade, I knew the European, he never put two slaves together spoke the same language. On the slave ships, they put a slave from one tribe with another slave from another tribe. So that way, both of them are speaking their indigenous language, but neither one of them understanding the other. I know that, Lincoln. Okay. I guess I say, who are you telling this to? I could educate you on this. You can't tell me but, about but, but, uh, stuff um, like that. But, so what do you do about, I mean, so but this I'm is 400 years later. And learn it. But I'm just saying, just right off the bat, I'm just saying right off the bat, you think when you get among your people, you think you will be able to speak your indigenous language. Just like you speak your English that you were taught, you still would know your indigenous language. But you don't know, you have to be trained if you want to learn any of these languages. Yes. And I just said that I just felt so inadequate listening to them speak to each other, and our kids couldn't understand nothing they were saying to each other. All I know is the white man's English. Well, I, I, I guarantee I you, they, did, they probably grew up over in the no, Congo. They didn't grew grow up, up in the Congo. They she didn't, told me, she said she'd been here. Huh? She'd been here in this country, she said, for five years. Five years? That's, well, she, then she grew up in her country right? that's what I'm, with that you, language. You my whole point. You missed my whole point, but let me move to No, I didn't. We grew up in this country <laughs> where the language let, was let not me, spoken. Let me move on to the other yes. thing I, Go ahead. I wanted to yes. talk about. Yes. The other thing, Lincoln, is that look, I was looking at the news Friday, and they were talking about these people from Afghanistan and how they were living in Pakistan, the next country over. They were living in Pakistan but they were getting ready to be exported back to Afghanistan. These, like 2,000 Afghans, these people were living in Pakistan because 
they helped the American soldiers, you know, yeah. when they were there. Yeah. They helped them, and America promised them that they would be helped, and uh, Joe Biden said that they would bring them to America, whatever. He, yeah, they, they let them down. They let them down. Yeah. Bring them down. But they said the Pakistani government is sending them back to Afghanistan. That Afghanistan, the, the, the Taliban, is killing them because they're seeing them as traitors to yes. their country, yeah. traitors to their own people. So they were hounding on America to hurry and bring us to America right. because the Pakistani government yeah. is sending us back and the Taliban is killing us. Yep. Seeing us as traitors to our country and traitors to our own people by them helping the Americans when they were there. And America is basically reneging on yep. their promise. I, I agree. Help. I agree with you there. Yeah. You know what, what they reminded me of, don't you? Uh, I'm not sure. What does it remind you of? It reminded me of blacks who were in the Civil War, you know, World War One, with the 40 acres and the mule thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. How uh, they lied and reneged on that with us. So, like I said, apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. See, the white man of today is no different from the white man three or four hundred years ago. Speak with forked tongue. See, he's the same one, the same one who the Indian called, the one who speaks with a forked tongue. Yes. So you use these people, then you turn your backs on them, like they used blacks, yep. and then promised us yep. the 40 acres and a mule, and turn their backs on us. All right. One quick thing, Lincoln. Yes. I saw that fight Saturday night. Yes. You know, with Errol Spence, you know. That was a good fight. What's his name? Uh, 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 Crawford. 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 Yeah. I mean, he didn't even work up a sweat. He didn't. He didn't I know. I don't know what was he wrong with Spence. Spence looked like, him. I mean, even, well, after the fight, he looked like he didn't know what the hell was going on. I, I, his face looked so swollen around his lips. Yeah. Around his eyes, you know. You he know. was beat up pretty I mean, good. Terrence, Terrence Crawford looked like that really, he had been swimming. He didn't look like he had been <laughs> in a fight. No. He not the swimming pool looked like. Yeah. So he wasn't breathing hard. No. He went out of breath and nothing. He was just. I mean, like, really, it wasn't no thing. Well, then now he's talking about a rematch yeah, after the after that performance. See, that's what know? I'm saying. Did so, you know? Did he look like that on purpose to get no, a rematch? No, 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 in a rematch, the same thing would happen, maybe sooner, because in them guys in them rematches like that. Well, see, I don't know. I you come back, Spence might Mosley. Spence might beat him in a rematch, no, and then you got the third fight. Mosley got beat by Vernon Forrest. He wanted a rematch with Vernon Forrest. Vernon Forrest did the same thing to him, only quicker than he did, yeah. you know, in the previous fight. Yeah. What's the name? Uh, 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 what's the name? Uh, uh, what's the guy? Um, he's, he's, he's a manager. He's a, he's a uh, uh, trainer now. Uh, he's a trainer now. But anyway, the same thing that happened to him. He fought, and then he won the rematch with the guy and got whooped the same way, only sooner. It didn't last as long. So in a fight against... Uh, Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence, he'll get whooped again. He won't even go nine rounds. But that was a good fight Saturday, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Pharaoh, thanks for your yeah. call. All right. Pharaoh uh, said he looked like he went swimming. <laughs> but you, if you, you still have water on you. If you go swimming and you get out the pool, don't you have water on you? <laughs> Let's take a break, and we'll come back. It's the Lincoln Wear Show, 1230. The buzz.
1230 WDBZ, the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, Lincoln Ware, Monday morning, and uh, going to have the superintendent, uh, uh, Ironetta Wright, calling in about uh, 1245. We'll talk to the superintendent about uh, some things going on at Cincinnati Public Schools. Yes. And I wish they could put a little more money into the athletic budget at Cincinnati Public Schools. A little more money needs to go toward athletics so that it can at least compete with some of these other school districts around the county, which get thousands and thousands of dollars. And Cincinnati Public Schools athletics, get they get pennies. They get pennies. They get pennies compared to some of the other districts. And you can't compete. I was looking at, I'm, I'm, matter of fact, I'm going down to Cook Sporting Goods today when I get off and buy some uh, strings, nets, buy some nets for Woodward's basketball. Both nets had big holes in them. Sometimes you make a basket and you it don't even drop through the bottom. It comes through the hole on the side of the nets. I'm buying two nets so they can replace the ones they have up there now. And I know it's the budget. They, they don't give these athletic departments enough to really operate like they should. They don't. Somebody said, not just athletics. Yeah, but that's the one I noticed, okay? And all these charter schools getting all the money from the public schools, and that's what happens. That's what happens. Yeah. Lincoln, stop putting Woodward on blast. Now putting all Cincinnati public schools on blast. They just don't give enough money to the athletic, these uh, athletic directors. They don't have the money to do some of the things they need to do for these players. As far as getting equipment and things like that, they're just not getting the money uh, Lakota or some of those schools will get. And it's not fair. Just not fair. Marcus, what's up? Lincoln, where? What's going on, brother? I'm hanging in there. What's on your mind? Uh, just thinking about all this hypocrisy, man. I'm listening to the Pharaoh talking about how inadequate he is. And, you know, uh, it's just ridiculous, brother. I mean, he could go over to the Congo. They they love to put him to work <laughs> in those mines, uh, <laughs> get that cobalt for them, um, for them batteries that they uh, – Got to put in those lithium batteries. They got to put it for your economy. And uh, Ray, Pharaoh would be an elder in the village. He's too old to work in a mine. Nah, they they throw his ass in the mine right now. Have you been? Have you seen that special they got on cobalt in the Congo? No. You'll see. What, you'll see why them women over here, man. They they producing more pollution than you could ever imagine, Lincoln. It's all about cleaning up the world with batteries and they polluting the hell out of the Congo. That's why them women are over here. And to say that, you know, uh, he's got a problem with feeling inadequate, you know, he, he's spending 
uh, American Social Security money and disability money, eating good, feeling good. Why is why is he feeling inadequate? Those people were inadequate because they want to learn our language. Yeah, you know they want to know our language. This is our language. Stop giving people uh, what what is not theirs. Yeah, when but you but, hear, but but he's talking about when they brought us here, we were forced to learn the the uh, uh english instead of you know instead of keeping your native language he, like he said right uh, yeah you were forced to learn that but i don't know why he would feel like these women they said they only been here in america five years they grew up right. in the congo so naturally they're going to be able to speak their language but the, but the thing about it is they came here for a better life the better life is here so you want to know the language is here and uh it's just hypocrisy man and then you know one minute he talked about the white man using the black black athletics to make money and we mandingos and we all this and that and and then the next he talked about what he would do if you know basically it should be a rematch in a uh boxing thing you know you know you don't remember Farrell always talking about doing football season all that stuff how we the white man making all the money off us and we ain't this and we ain't that and I mean, it's just ridiculous. Then the next thing you hear him talking about is how, man, they should be, a, you know, they rematch out, you know, giving his broadcast stuff. Yeah. So it, it, it's just the hypocrisy of <laughs> of nonsense that these people be kicking out. And Lincoln, you know, it, it, even with, um, you know, and I'm I'm still on the water boy thing, man. It's just sad. Oh my God! That, Will you leave those you know, water boys alone? What do you have Lincoln, against these little kids selling water, trying to make money? What do you have against Lincoln, them? Lincoln, where? We lost the Walgreens, bro. That's and not because of any water this. boys. Walgreens are call, closing down pharmacies and stores all over the country. The ones that don't make no money, the ones where people are running in and out with all their product and ain't paying for it. But Lincoln, well, where? It, look, there, there me, were people robbed out in the parking lot of Walgreens, and it wasn't because of the water boys. Lincoln, where it's because of the environment. I mean, if you go from, you know, okay, you got some people doing bad things outside your business. You usually call the police to get them cleared off. Well, this is the first time in history I ever seen all three stations talk about, you know, these boys were victimized, and these police talked to them the nicest way I've oh, ever yeah. seen you, a police. Oh, you, you weren't there the entire somebody. time, Mark, and you weren't there every time there was uh, it's contact all on with YouTube, the police. man. Lincoln. You hear me? You I hear, hear you. Me? I hear you. Lincoln, the whole thing is on YouTube. Cop pull up. Uh, young men, y'all got to stay out the street, you know. Uh, F you, you know. Well, you want me to write you a ticket? Uh, do what you got to do. Okay, well, I'll write you. And then it went on from there. Okay, you well, know? okay, okay. So, so if they did do that, things have turned around. They've been talked to. They, they've been learning things. They, they, they've been taught to, to do better, and that's what they're doing. So put all that stuff in the past. They're not the same water boys that they used to be, Marcus. So what I'm saying to you, Lincoln, whereas why, why didn't they go over to the Walgreens and find out why they would get ready to move? I mean, we already lost the Kroger's. We already lost the hardware store. Now, now Walgreens saying we got to move up out of here, and that's you know, not for, because of the water boys. The, the you saying the hardware store closed because of, of the water no, boys? They, they, 
they it was a combination of all that stuff being uh, all the criminal stuff going on. I mean, if, if a cop can't oh. pull over a water boy oh. that's throwing uh, bottles at your car after the people who tried to help the water boys got bottles through at them, and, and they didn't care about that, you know. Iris them didn't care about the fact that people tried to get out their car and talk to these boys and got bottles and cussed out and everything uh-huh. else. They're going to do what they want to do. And then after you gave them kids that power to say that we're going to give y'all this special stuff, next thing you know, they robbing them over oh, at the please. old folks' place. They, they they throwing rocks into the school. Those the, uh, were the, not the water boys. Marcus, I got to run. Thanks for your call. I think they're doing better now. They're, they're entrepreneurs. They're making money, and they're doing it the right way, the legal way. And, and, uh, and our and community you should, you, is... And you should commend them for making the turnaround. Since you said they were so bad, you should be commending them and maybe even working with them. And our community doesn't have a Walgreens. It doesn't have a Kroger. And these kids were not responsible for Walgreens closing down. And you should help them out, Marcus. You're dogging them out. Why not reach out a hand and see if you can help them in any way? Since you're so smart and you're Mr. Entrepreneur, you know how to make money. Why don't you help these boys make some money i gotta run i gotta take a break we'll come back 12 30 the buzz Twelve thirty wdbz the buzz of cincinnati your talk station and she was on cincy lifestyles this morning she gave me a little shout out they gave me a little shout out i missed it <laughs> i could i don't know what when you said it i saw my name pop on the uh uh, uh, when we were doing the, well, uh, what do you call it? The, um, what do they call it? Anyway, I saw my name pop up. What did you say, if anything, Michelle Hopkins? We we got a little snippet. Remember we, we did yes. that come half coffee? Yes, yes. Uh, a while back? Yes. Yeah. So we, we did a little snippet from that interview, okay. but we gave you big shout out, big congratulations for your nomination for the Marconi Award. Okay. Such a huge, huge deal that we wanted to make sure that we, uh, Get your due on Cincy Lifestyle. Right. Okay. Yeah, I had somebody listening, but they may have missed that part. <laughs> anyway, so I'll go back and look at it tonight when I get home because I record. Yeah. I record it every day. I record it every day. Oh, so. do you yeah. really? Yes. 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 Oh wow, Lincoln, that's great. We we love viewers. We need viewers, and we know it's sort of at an odd time, ten o'clock. But hopefully, yeah. people are recording it. Or they're tuning in when they can. And I find out a lot of new things, stuff that I didn't even know was here in Cincinnati from watching Cincy Lifestyle. I find out so many different places. Yeah, it's a great show, Lincoln. It's community-based, and we do tell a lot about the events that are going on and different activities. And, you know, I have my Come Have Coffee that's every Wednesday at 10 o'clock. And this week I'm going to have on somebody that you probably know, Kick Lee. He's a new and upcoming oh, yeah. guy. Kick Lee. I know him. He's yes. a remarkable story. Mm-hmm. I mean, really a humble beginnings, and he's done so, so well, and we're highlighting him. And then okay. week after that, we're going to talk to Steve Davis from Cincinnati Children's. You know, he's the new CEO. They just got the uh, designation for number one. And so it's so exciting. I'm, I, I love doing what I'm doing. Lincoln? Yeah. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I, I, my headphone went out on me. Say that again now. Oh, okay. But I just said, uh, we're just talking about some upcoming, upcoming Come Have Coffee yes. uh, segment. You know, I had you on and I had Bill Cunningham, but uh, 
we have some really, really great ones yes. coming up. So yes. I'm excited about that Wednesday. At Every 10. Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. Kick Lee is a, he's on, I think he's on the Park Foundation and he's yeah, on the, he's uh, one of the newest uh, commissioners. Yeah. 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 So, uh, a lot of things going on with Kick Lee. So I look forward to seeing that. Exactly. All yes. Right. Yes, absolutely. So what's next for you with the Marconi uh, nomination? What happens then? Well, we go to New York uh, October 25th. It's just like the Oscars. You know, you don't know if you're going to win until the day of. So, you know, how that goes. Well, you be ready. You be. That's all I got to say. You be ready. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. I hope I don't end <laughs> up. Uh, what What's her name to play the Tina Turner? Uh, what's what was Angela her? Bassett. Angela Bassett. I hope I'm not like Angela Bassett and, you know, not happy <laughs> who gets the Oscar. You know what I mean? <laughs> I hope I'm not but sitting yeah, there you're like You're going to be happy to be nominated. Yeah, but I, yeah. I just have a good feeling about this. All right. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Michelle Hopkins, always great talking to you. Yes. Thank Lincoln. Thanks so much for having me on. Appreciate it. And we'll it. keep watching Cincy Issues. I mean, since, 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 since the lifestyle. lifestyle. Why do I keep saying yeah, that's my show? Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll Think talk about to yourself. You. See? I know. I know it. I know it. You said it right. Since the lifestyles. All right. We'll talk to you, Michelle. All right. All right. Lincoln, we're All right. Constantly All right. That's Lincoln my good friend, Michelle Hopkins. Say what? I said Lincoln Ware constantly has Lincoln Ware on the brain. Hey, what can I say? What can I say? All right. Uh, uh, coming up shortly, we've got Half Price Roof, yeah, the sponsors of the new, the the, uh, the sponsors of our new uh, web uh, webcam here, and uh, uh, we'll talk to them in just a few minutes. I'm going to run through a couple of calls, and then we're going to talk to them about, uh, hey, maybe you need some work done on your roof, and uh, they can do it for half price. That's right, that's right. All right, let's go to uh, Ozzy real quick. Ozzy, how you doing? Man, I'm a 66-year-old man out here swinging a 12-pound hammer. Oh, boy. How do you think I feel? Um, you feel like you're about to die, probably. <laughs> yes. Hey, bro, I, I, I've been angry all week. This last week, when because people keep saying, ain't nothing changed. Yeah. Now, Lincoln, we saw television. We lived through the 60s. We know what it was like in the 50s. We know what change and we know how the change now is where we're going back to prior to the 50s and the reason that we're going back is because you got people who refuse to go through the door like when james brown said open up the door and i'll get it myself well there were some people that went in and busted that door down but too many people are like hairy hippies yes. you can't help a person that don't want to get up off the ground yes and those are the people that said ain't nothing changed. The reason it ain't changed for you, but it's changed for others that grew up with you, is you refuse to help let somebody help you get up off the ground. And, and to Marcus, quit calling them boys. Boy. Like uh, you well, are slaves. Well, 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 the they, they, I mean, that's their name, the water boys. They sell water, and they're not quite men yet, so they, so they call them the water boys. Whoa, 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 Lincoln. But what I'm saying is, you've been down south. You know how you got yeah. called boys. Yeah, down yeah, there. yeah. You yeah. I, I know, I know. I understand how you feel about that. I do, I do. It All right. It's how you say it. Ain't, it most of the time, it ain't what you say, it's how you say it. Now, if you put an emphasis on boy like you a Klansman, 
then I got a problem with you, especially if you're a black man. All right. Or one of these supposed to be black men. Thank I, you, Lincoln. Ozzy, thanks for your call. Got to run. All right. We're going to take a quick early break, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit about Half Price Roof in a moment. 1230, The Buzz. 1230 WDBZ. We are the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Lincoln Ware with you till 1 o'clock this afternoon. Coming up at 1 o'clock, Reverend Al Shopton. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. Make sure you check him out. You've seen the logo in the background here, Half Price Roof, where we've got Oswald Baker in the studio along with Blake Maislin. And we can answer any of your questions uh, about your roof. Maybe it needs repair. Maybe it's been damaged from uh, uh, a hailstorm or something like that. And the insurance will pay for it. But you probably don't know. And like a lot of people, they're afraid to file a claim. If they filed one recently, they're, oh, they're going to cancel me. The insurance going to drop me. And uh, Blake Maislin and and uh, uh, Oswald Baker say, that's not going to happen. They, they, they can't just do you like that. But anyway, Oswald, we'll start with you. Half Price Roof, thanks for being a sponsor of our website and uh, the Facebook page. And thank you for doing this. And uh, how are you? How's business nowadays? Uh, business is good. It's picking up. And congratulations on your recent nomination. Well, thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you. So, yeah. Now you have price roof. I, I guess uh, tell us a little bit about how how did you get started and how long you've been in the business. I've been in business about twelve years. I started out in the uh, project management construction business and move in closer to the mic a little bit. Sorry about that. I started out in the project management construction business. So uh, about nine years ago, I started to do, do roofing specifically and started to take advantage of some of the technologies that are out there to make the process more efficient. So, uh, and, you know, a lot of people, if they've got damage to their shingles and stuff, it could have happened back uh, maybe eight months ago. There could have been a storm that comes through, and you keep track with the National Weather Service, and you can say, hey, my roof was damaged because of this certain storm that hit this area on a certain day. The insurance has to pay for that. Exactly. So we have a tool uh, where you can pull out your phone right now. It takes about 60 seconds. You can text storm damage to 21000, 21,000. Text storm damage. And what that is going to do is pull up an instant weather report, not to Cincinnati, but specifically to your address. And then with that data, we can then see what storms were afforded, how big the hail was, how fast the wind was, as opposed to damages correlating with roofs. And then from there, we do a drone inspection and use a 4K drone to pick up any anomalies, all of the stuff that that storm produced. And we submit that data to the insurance company, and we kind of reverse engineer the process. Hmm, okay. And so then the in, when the insurance company says, no, nah, we're not paying for that, that's not the uh, storm damage, then you send them to Blake Maislin. Yes, yes. And then he do. steps in. What do you do then, Blake? What do you do? Well, what we do, because there's already a denial from the insurance company, is we just immediately file suit. The first thing we need to do is get rid of that adjuster. Because what is happening is these insurance adjusters generally are not contractors, and they really don't have anything more than desk skills. we got to get rid of them. They're the ones denying the claim. We immediately file suit, and the adjuster goes away. How do they go away? They go away practically because then I get to deal with an attorney and not an adjuster, which is much better. You're going to get somebody who's actually going to look objectively at the case as opposed to the adjuster who's just trying to save State Farm or Allstate. 
But more importantly, an insurance adjuster isn't qualified to give an opinion. And once you file suit, the only people allowed to give opinions are the people who are experts in the field in which they're giving an opinion. Think about it like an auto accident or a work comp claim. If your surgeon says you need surgery, an insurance adjuster can't come in and say, no, you don't, or try stitches. But that's exactly what they're doing in these contractor cases. They're non-contractors, non-roofers who are saying to people like Oswald here, yeah, no, we just don't buy it. And so that's the first thing we do is just file suit, get rid of the adjuster and move from there. And a lot of times once you file, I mean, this is not going to be at any extra cost to the homeowner. Yeah, no, 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 no. Everything we do is absolutely free. There's zero risk. I've never asked a client for any money, whether it's personal injury or in this, you know, or in the contracting roofing uh, arena. So the only way we get paid is by the insurance company. Uh, we don't file suit just for the value of your roof because, well, as Oswald here knows, half-price roof, the cases that they're sending me, they're all considered bad faith. What do I mean by that? I mean when an insurance company is supposed to pay something and they don't pay it, we don't get to sue them just for one time the value of the loss. We actually get to sue them for three times plus attorney's fees. It's not that you're going to get rich off the claim or you're going to make a bunch of money, but it means that instead of negotiating from a position of zero trying to get to a full roof price, you're starting at three times that plus attorney's fees going down. So what that does is it gives us a big spread between the value of the roof and my fees. So essentially my fees get paid plus your roof. Can you make some extra money on it? You know, it depends how poorly the insurance company treated you and how quickly they turn around and make it right. What if uh, now what if the insurance company finds out about you that you're going to file a suit, do they sometimes say, okay, we'll pay before that gets before it gets that far? Well, here's, the, all right, that's a great question. All right, Lincoln, so what happens is, and sometimes, you know, not Oswald, not half price, they understand exactly what we're doing here, but some of these roofers or some of you guys, customers, people who need their roofs done, will say, hey, if, you know, if you're not going to pay it, I'm calling Blake Maislin or I'm going to fight this. Don't do that because then they will get somebody in there, a contractor, an engineer to come in to back up their crappy their opinion. Okay. On their behalf. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, and they'll, they'll get defensive and then they'll defend it. We like it when only an adjuster gives the opinion because then they disappear and then they don't have any evidence on the other side. All right, 749-1230-513 is the area code if you got any questions about your roof. Uh, now, so uh, what if – Person, well, if I sue my insurance company, they might cancel me. They might drop me. You know, people might be afraid of that sometimes. Yeah. So here's the situation with that. It happens. It's very rare. Um, If you have auto owners, they're going to drop you. Some of these insurance companies will squeeze you regardless of the lawsuit. But if if you forget about lawsuit, it's really just about making a claim. If you make a claim. Yeah. Yeah then, you know, nine times out of ten, they're going to pay for your roof. The other 10% are going to end up coming to me or somebody else to fight it. Can they drop you? They can, but it's really rare. Um, If you have auto owners, here's what they do, for example. What do you mean, auto owners? So auto owners is an insurance company. Okay. So it's like Progressive or State Farm or whatever. But most of them won't drop you. I mean, look, personally, I have State Farm. I've sued them three times. They haven't dropped me yet. Okay. But... So auto owner's insurance is a classic example of someone that might. And what they do is if you have a bad roof, whether you make a claim or not, and they find out, then they're going to say, you either fix your roof or we're going to drop you. And then they put the squeeze on you. Wow. 
Yeah, so yeah. if that ever happens, call yeah. me immediately or call Oswald. All right, uh, let's see. Ray, you have a question. Yeah, I do. Uh, hello, hello to your guests. First of all, I never met a roofer who told me I didn't need a roof. And this is a question. How do you know to the roofer? How do you know if if uh, you just need your shingles replaced or your shingle strip, the plywood put over it, and then the shingles on top of the plywood? Because I've, I've had two different scenarios across the street from where I live. One home had just replaced the shingles, and the, the house about uh, two homes up, they replaced the shingles and then put the plywood on top of the roof, and then the shingles. What's the difference between the two, and how do you know you need it? So the first is a thorough inspection. Uh, like I said before, we use a drone inspection that is able to pick up anomalies far better than the human eye. So we can, we can see damages on the roof that you can't see with the naked eye or from not being on top of the roof from that vantage point. The second thing, which I mentioned earlier, is the weather data. That kind of starts the process of basically telling you events that have happened to your specific address, your roof in particular, and then we kind of work backwards from there. So now we've got the weather data as well as a thorough inspection from the drone's vantage point, uh, and then that's how we determine whether you need a roof. But also the age of your shingle uh, plays a lot into that factor. If you got a shingle over 15 years old, nine times out of 10, you've lost granular, uh, you know, and, and the elasticity of the shingle has, has deteriorated. So any, any roof over 15 years, you're probably in line for a new roof just because of all the weather events that have happened and the life of the shingle. Whenever someone comes to you and say, hey, can you take a look at my roof? Uh, would you would you want the, the the homeowner going up on the roof with you so you can point out a few things that he needs, or would you tell the owner, hey, you know, uh, for liability reasons, uh, we rather you not get up on this roof while I'm inspecting inspecting your roof because I had a roofer tell me that, and he's a reputable uh, 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 roofer too. So from a technology standpoint and a liability standpoint, as you mentioned, we don't even get on the roof anymore. All of our inspections are done with a drone, and that let that uh, decreases liability from possibly falling off the roof. It decreases the liability from the roofing company further damaging the roof and being at fault for causing damages that weren't there before. So we can give you a thorough report with uh you know, blown up, detailed photos of every every aspect of your roof, all the facets, so you, where you're you'll be able to see the damages without having to get up on the roof. Well, and and one last thing, uh, because this is just related to me personally, um, would you suggest a roof if a roof needs repairing? Would you suggest a whole roof replacement, or it depends on how long the roof's been on it? Because I'm thinking on a on a house. The whole roof may not need replacing. So why spend all that money replacing the whole roof when maybe a quarter of it or, or half of it just needs to be repaired? Repairs are, are a viable option. I'm not going to say every roof needs to be replaced, but from an insurance standpoint, a lot of insurance companies will try to just replace a portion of the roof. And in, Ola in Ohio, we have laws to where... You can't just replace a portion of the roof because your shingles have to match. So you have to put back 
shingles that are in in correlation with what you know was already up there so you don't want one half of your roof brown and you've got a 15 year old roof and the other half the shingles don't match so when you drive up there's discoloration and it just doesn't look appealing to the you know aesthetically okay all right thanks all right ray thanks for your call and uh, so how do people reach you if they're trying to get in touch with you they want you to come out and uh, take a look at their roof so you can call our office at uh, locally, 513-729-9500. Or if you need instant, people who like to text, you can text storm damage or instant quote to 21000. That's 21000. Text storm damage or instant quote to 21000, and you're going to get a text back, and within 60 seconds, we can give you a quote on your roof, or we can start the insurance process. Okay. And if the insurance company won't act right, then Blake Mazelin steps in to to make them act right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I just want to back up to the last caller's question, actually. There's a lot of other reasons why there should be a whole roof replacement. A lot of it is the shingles, you know, like Ozzy said, if it's a 15-year-old roof, a lot of these shingles are discontinued and you can't mismatch the shingles. So the other thing is sometimes the underlayment of the uh, roof goes from one side over to the other side, even by six inches by code. So you can't just do one part of the roof. If the shingle's too brittle, and Oswald was getting into this, if the shingle's too brittle and you start lifting up one shingle to replace it, you're going to break the one above it, and then you're going to chase them all around. I had a uh, an insurance company literally, State Farm case, literally wanted to replace 100 individual shingles across three slopes of a roof. So not only would it look like a Dalmatian when you're done, <laughs> right, because it would be terrible, but it's just physically impossible. And that's sort of what, you know, Ozzy and I are running into here is you have these insurance companies who are unqualified that are trying to get you to do things that just don't make yeah. practical sense. It just doesn't work. Yeah, I thought the adjusters, I thought they knew the bit. You know, I thought they were yeah. like former construction workers or something. They really don't know. No, no. A lot of them are young kids yeah. or, they're, or they're driving up and they're – Getting paid eighty bucks a roof. Yeah, they're driving either from Indianapolis or up from Texas. They're just kids, a lot of them, and uh, they're trained by the insurance companies. They're not certified anything. All right, give those numbers once again before we go. Uh, locally, five one three seven two nine nine five zero zero, or you can text us at two one zero zero zero. The word instant quote or storm damage. All right, and Blake, we know how to reach you, 444-4444. Yeah, that's me right there, Lincoln. <laughs> All right. All right, thank you both for joining me this afternoon. We appreciate right. it. No yeah, problem. thank you. All right, let's take a break for news, and then we'll come back 1230, The Buzz.